Hello everyone, I know it's been a while, but I'm back, I'm here, a lot has been going on, <laughs> so, but I'm back, I'm here, I'm ready to slay and serve, <laughs> um, so how have you all been doing? Good, 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 I, I hope you've been doing good, and if you haven't, I just, I hope everything gets better, and if no one told you, I love you. Um, so, you read the title today, we're going to be talking about generational trauma. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, generational trauma, <laughs> Jesus, that's a big topic in of itself. Um... I don't think I'm going to be cussing a lot in this episode, I promise. I'm trying to keep my cussing down to a minimum. Um, but to just, you know, oh, did I record an episode last year? Well, Happy New Year. Um, I hope your New Year is going good so far. And also, Happy Black History Month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand up. Take my people with me. Okay. Um, Valentine's Day passed. So I hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. And if you spent Valentine's Day with yourself, I hope you did something to take care of you. Um, if you spent Valentine's Day with a partner, um, I hope you and your partner had an amazing Valentine's Day. I had an amazing Valentine's Day. Um, what else happened? In... Not much else happened this week well not this week but like in the month of february um but yeah um <laughs> generational trauma who um yeah we're gonna be talking about generational trauma in this episode um and i'm gonna try and just you know give you my humble opinion on what i think about it and especially what it is and kind of how it affects families pretty much and this might or might not be inspired by something that happened to me when I drafted this episode at first I really wanted to talk about it and how it affects you know families and things like that so I think we're just gonna jump right in so before we get into the episode I just want to um, start off some trigger warnings um we are going to be talking about generational trauma so you know we might be talking about emotional abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, um, just trauma in general, um, and things of that nature. So if you cannot hear that right now, please click off this episode and go do something that, you know, makes you happy. And I hope to see you in another episode. So let's get right into it. Okay, so first of all, what is, you know, generational trauma? I'm going to try and put it in my own words, and then I'm going to, like, read the definition of generational trauma. Um, so, to me, generational trauma is a generation that that's been like a whole generation that has just had trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma basically meaning something bad happened to your grandmother so she passed it on down to your mom something bad happened to your mom she's passing it on down to you and 
something bad happened to you so you're passing it on to your kid or you know and the cycle goes on and on until somebody breaks that cycle of generational trauma and changes what it is um and then the you know the actual definition of it um intergenerational trauma is a concept developed to help explain years of generational challenges within family it is the transmission of sending down to younger generations or the oppressive or traumatic effects of a historical event um so that's the um the doctor definition of it um generational trauma and i mean for me i'm going to be speaking about it in a black household because i am black um i can't really speak on other households um and you know things like but i don't want to say they all run the same but i think every person of color every person of color's family has generational trauma i would like to believe but yeah um Generational trauma has a way of ruining relationships, has a way of ruining a lot of things. Because, again, in so, you know, go back in the day, you know, black parents used to whoop their kids. Um, they used to, you know, get a belt, whoop them, whip them. I'm not saying that all other families under this, but, you know, they used to whip them, hit them with shoes, hit them, just hit them purposefully, and they would say, oh, I'm disciplining you, oh, you didn't listen to me, so I'm gonna whoop you, oh, you're crying now, I'm gonna give you something to cry about, takes belts off, whips them, or gets a switch, or if you don't know what a switch is, that's, um, you go outside, your parents say, go get a switch, you go outside, and you get a tree branch, and you whoop them with a tree branch, basically, that's what a switch is, um, you know things of that nature you know if you didn't listen you get whooped you didn't listen you you didn't do this you didn't do that you didn't do this and this generation generation z now we know how wrong that is and we know that 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 was physical abuse well our parents believe that that was discipline and they also use that discipline quote unquote on us and not only is that that discipline not working it's also damaging us in a way like parents you know the things that their parents taught them they're telling us like i can't give a clear example but like if you think of something hurtful that your your mom or your dad or your grandmother has said to you it's probably what someone said to them or like their parents and they're just repeating it back to you and that makes you look at yourself in a totally different way. It makes sorry. I've created this at like ten in the morning because I was like, you know what? I need to record a podcast episode because if I don't now, I never will. Um, but sorry if I start yawning or whatever. I'm on, I'm in bed as well too. I'm like I'm in my Chamberlain style for real. <laughs> well, I'm cuddling my um minecraft pig but it's not we're gonna track but um what was i talking about <laughs> what was i talking about um oh like you know they, they probably somebody's probably said the same thing that they're saying to you uh, oh my god they're probably just repeating what they've heard to you and they might think, oh, well, this is, you know, I'm not really doing anything. I'm not damaging my child in any type of way. But in truth, they are. And that's the evilness of generational trauma. 
a lot of families don't realize they have generational trauma until their kids or someone in their family starts speaking up and saying, you know what, this isn't right, this is wrong. And you know, some people don't even realize that they have generational trauma. Some people think that their family was perfect, that their family is perfect. Some people think, you know, there's nothing wrong with my family. You know, I mean, sure, I verbally abuse my kids sometimes. Sure, I emotionally or physically or mentally abuse my kids sometimes. But, you know, my family is um it's perfect. You know, there's nothing wrong with my family. My kids don't hate me. My kids love me. You know, they totally won't put me in a senior home when I'm 80 and they can't I can't take care of myself they totally won't cut contact with me when they go to college they totally won't run away from home and cut contact with me you know what I'm saying they like to think their family is perfect and you know there are some parents who they think their family is perfect and they will do anything and everything to make sure their family is perfect in the public eye so you know they might have yelled at their or hit their kid in the car right and they're going somewhere say it um i don't know a mall or, or something like that not, where people will be or like where other family members will be they'll tell their kid wipe that that wipe, wipe that face off your face we're about to go in public or stop that crying i'm gonna give you something to cry about when we get home or oh you better you know you know you know the you know, just stop stop showing emotion, right? And that's another thing about this generation. You know, we're told so many things by our parents. We start to believe it's true. You know what I'm saying? We start to believe things that they tell us because they keep telling us this over and over and over and over and over. And then we start to believe it. And we start to manifest and ingrain it into us. And we start to be like, damn, my parents were right. I, I do have a, a big nose, or my parents are right, I do have a big head, or oh, my parents are right, I do have big feet, you know, things like that, like, and even though, you know, sometimes they might be joking, a joke can easily turn into an insecurity, and I am a very, 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 I must, I am here to tell the truth about that, that is true, a joke or a compliment can easily turn into a big, big insecurity for example i'm just gonna say the most common thing people notice about me i have a big ass <laughs> i have a big ass and a lot of people point that out a lot of people like me because i have a fat ass from past people i've known they liked me because i had a fat ass and for years that never bothered me until 2020 or I want to even say before 2020, I started to look at my ass as an insecurity. I started noticing how when I wear leggings and I don't wear an oversized shirt, I feel awkward. I feel awkward because people can see I have a vest and people point it out constantly. They're like, Ray, you have a big ass. I'm like, I know. They're like, Ray, you have a big butt, right? I, I know I do. I know. Um, Please stop. <laughs> Everybody in my family is like, oh my god, where'd she get all that from? Oh, it's a it's insecurity now. Because so many people have pointed it out, I've started to analyze the way my ass looks or how it looks on like the rest of my body. Because I am skinny, but then when I turn around, I'm, I have a big, I, it's a, you know, it's an ass. Sometimes when I sit down, I notice my legs, I don't know, like, I notice my legs look weirdly. Like, I took a picture of me, and um, I was getting my braces tightened, 
and I just happened to notice the way my legs were angled and I was like is that because of my ass like I was like ew that's fucking disgusting it to me it's unflattering and I don't like it I don't like when people point out I have a big ass it because again it's a huge insecurity now and but you know what I'm saying like a a joke uh, a compliment can easily turn into something big bigger than it actually was and you know you might put out and be like hey um I don't appreciate that comment can you stop saying that mom dad grandma aunt and they're like oh we're just playing with you come on you can't take a joke and then that makes you say damn I can't take a joke like oh damn they're telling me it's a joke maybe I should take it as a joke and then again you take it as a joke and then that joke can either you can either I guess I want to say move on but you know you can either move on or you become self-deprecating because of that joke so now when people say oh you have a big ass head oh yeah I, I totally do have a big ass head ah, ha, 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 ha. I have a big fucking head and you never learn to love your head or your feet or your ears or your your nose or your cheeks or your ass you know wh- whatever it, it may be and stuff like that and then there are people out there who love who love you for you right they don't notice your insecurities and if they do they they love your insecurities right and those people are the best people on the fucking planet because those people are the the best people on the fucking planet and we love them so much because they make life easier from you know what you've been told or what you've been made the butt of the joke as you know what i'm saying and you know again generational trauma plays a big part in that but anyway going back to the generational trauma topic um and a thing about it is parents don't realize that they can easily you know they say oh i'm gonna treat my child way differently than how i was treated and by that they might mean I'm not going to hit my child, but I am going to verbally and emotionally abuse them. Because that's not bad. <laughs> that that totally is not what my parents did. Totally. All they did, all they did was hit me. They didn't abuse me verbally in any type of way. I'm going to do that to my kid, though. And that isn't okay. And they don't realize that until we are talking to them. And they're 80 in a senior home. And they're trying to connect to us. And we've changed our number and changed our email. And I invited them to places and things as such. They don't realize that. When you say you are going to be different than your parents, you mean, I'm not going to hit my kid. I'm not going to yell at my kid. I'm not going to emotionally or verbally torture my kid. I'm not going to physically torture my kid. I mean, I said said hit, but I'm not going to physically torture my kid. I'm not going to starve my kid. I'm not going to tell them I own the... I'm not going to be strict and go through their things i'm not gonna you know do this that my that my parents did if you say i'm not going to treat my kid like that and you still you know go through their things and you hit them you are no different than your parents you are no better than your parents you are the same exact way um it doesn't matter if you don't hit your kids if you still treat your kid as some piece of trash if you treat your kid as a piece of shit or you just treat them 
like they're a, a slave to you, you're no better than your parents because your parents probably did the exact same thing. And the thing is, they don't notice it. And that's the sad part about it. And they think it's normal. It's not normal. You abusing your kid is not normal. You calling your kid ungrateful when your kid is very grateful is not normal. You just um, abusing your kid in general is not normal. And I think that's what parents fail to realize, and that's what they need to realize. And that's why I say a lot of families, especially um, just a lot of um, people of color, like, you know, ethnicity? Oh, I don't know if I, you know, a lot of ethnicities, households need therapy. And I highly believe that you need therapy if you know that your childhood was not normal and you want to have kids. I think before you even take that step, you need to go to therapy. Because a lot of parents, and my therapist told me this, she asked me, do you see parents, like, do you think some parents treat their treat um, their job as a role? Or do you think they, tr- like, do you think they treat it as a relationship? Or do you think they treat it as a, um... I forgot what exact word she said, but like she was like, "Do you think they treat it as a relationship, or do you think they just they use it for authority purposes, something along those lines?" And I told her, "Authority purposes. I think a lot of parents use their parental role for authority purposes because there are a lot of parents out here who are mean to their child. They let people, other people, be mean to their child, and they say, "Oh, I'm your mom. I can do this. Or I'm your mom. I've had it worse. I'm your mom. I can do this, that, and the third. They use the I'm your mom, I'm your dad, I'm your grandma, I'm your whatever, I'm your family member, and you're supposed to respect me. I'm your elder, and you are obligated to respect me, and that is not true at all. Um, so hello. It is much, 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 it's literally 10 06 at night. It's much, much later. Um, while I was recording the last segment, I left the house to go look at open houses so I've been out literally all day and I've been cleaning my room and now I'm sitting down and I'm deciding to finish this episode but um I was listening to where I left off left off on and yes a lot of parents expect you as a kid to respect them because they birthed you Um, because they take care of you before because they give you food and that is obligated of them you are supposed to give your child food you are supposed to give your child a house you're supposed to give your child clothes on their backs and things of that nature that is what is obligated of you if you do not do that that is child neglect and uh you can go to jail for that (laughs) that's kind of basically abuse as well and there are a lot of parents who don't do that and then i i also noticed Parents use food, I mean, in my case, they they use food as a way to, you know, leverage it against you. Like, for example, I'm not going to name, never mind, you know what, a situation happened and basically my parental guardian, I did not bring lunch that day to school because I fall asleep at school a lot and I wanted to see if I would fall asleep at school without no food. So I didn't eat. And my parental guardian bought me food but didn't give it to me because they thought 
why should I treat them nice when they treated me like shit? I don't even remember what the situation was. But they withheld food from me because that would have been treating me nicely by giving me food. And then there have been more situations where food has been the butt of our arguments. And I just think that's so weird because, again, you're supposed to give me food. Um, I can die from starvation because what if I didn't eat anything the entire day? I would have been starving. Luckily, I had. I just didn't eat anything for lunch. But what if I had not ate something for the majority of the day? Then what? Then you have a hungry hippo on your hands and you're not giving me food. And that's basically child neglect. Um... They also take the phones a lot. And I just want to say that phones, when you take our phones, for me, that does nothing. Because I can live without my phone. I can get off my phone for days and not get on it. I mean, I have it, but I don't get on my phone that often. I mean, sure, I mean, I may be lying. My screen time is through the roof. But if I didn't have my phone for a couple of days, I promise you I wouldn't be going crazy and pulling my hair out and scratching my hair out saying, oh my God, I need my phone, I need my phone. Like, you know, some people. But that, no, 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 no. I am perfectly content. I can make my own entertainment without my phone. I make my own entertainment. I am a writer. I read. I very much will make my own entertainment. And I have, because my mom took my phone, I actually read The Hunger Games in a day. Um, I mean, I was already reading it, but then I finished it in a whole day. So, um, I finished The Hunger Games in a day, and I started a new book. I'm very much more productive when I don't have my phone, which I've come to realize. Um, but, sorry, getting off topic. Maybe I should do an episode about phones. I might do that. I'm sorry, I'm getting ideas as I'm talking, but... The phone thing, I mean, they think, oh, yeah, if I take my child's phone, they'll act respectful. No, that's not the case. Um, We have many more ways to tech talk, to, you know, communicate with one another. It's not just through phones. But, um, and then another thing is that, you know, parents love to yell at us. And it's like, babe, why are you yelling? And I'm not even yelling at you. I'm looking at you with a straight face. And I'm listening to you. You're yelling. And I'm, I'm talking to you like this. You're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to hear you if you're talking to me like that goes through one ear and out the other. You know what I'm saying? But, um, what I think a lot of parents need to do, and a lot of grandparents or parents that are so, you know, great grandparents, need to go to therapy. Because the way they were raised is not the way that a child or any human being was supposed to be raised. If you were raised getting beat or hit in the eye, or hit in the face, or not going to bed without food, or being... I'm sorry if you can hear my TV in the background, by the way. I was trying to see if you could hear it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you hear my TV in the background. Um, again, it's nighttime, and I cannot be in the room silently. But, um, you know, you being verbally abused, you being calling all these names and stuff like that, and your family did. Your family didn't care. Your family was the one that, that was saying these things then you were not raised properly. You were being abused. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people might come and say, Ray, that wasn't abuse. That was them disciplining me. Oh, my parents hitting me wasn't abuse. That was discipline. 
you were brainwashed to believe that that was discipline. Your parents should not hit you as a way to get something through your head. They should not have been hitting you to get something through your head. That That's one thing. Two, them yelling at you and verbally abusing you is not that's not discipline either that's them being an authority figure and being saying oh I, I have authority to do this and they can't do anything about it and then another thing you know parents when we grow older and we realize that what they're doing is wrong we realize that generational trauma is we need to break the cycle they don't like that so when we're no longer old enough I mean young enough to you know let them keep bullying us basically they get pissed they get mad they're oh you know they make this stuff no it you just don't want me to have an opinion you just don't like the fact that i can stand up to you compared to five-year-old me who didn't know i thought this was who thought this was normal who thought i would be talking to my kids this way compared to 15 year old me who knows that what you're doing is wrong who knows that what you're saying to me is wrong and isn't true and who knows that you have changed the way I see myself and the way I treat other people. (sighs) They don't like that, not one bit. You don't like that I don't have the same views as you. You don't like that I'm not what you believe I am to be because, again, as a kid, you were raised to not be the way that I am, which is quote-unquote rebellious quote-unquote not not weird but not conforming to standards because me I'm okay I'm gonna go but I'm just gonna name some things my parental guardian thinks you know body hair is disgusting I think body hair is perfectly natural I have no problem with body hair and I did an episode on body hair, but I deleted it. Maybe I might redo it, but I have no problem with body hair. I think body hair is absolutely normal. Everyone has body hair. You do not need to shave to be seen as perfect. My parental guardian thinks differently. Um, I think women should, you know, well, not women. I think people who have periods shouldn't be afraid, ashamed of their periods my parental guardian does when i take my pad out in public she said uh, my parental guardian is like why do you have your pad out and i'm like it's a pad if people are uncomfortable by it i don't know what to tell them i'm on my period <laughs> i'm on my period i don't know what what i'm what i should tell them i'm <laughs> um I well, I'm a part of the LGBTQ community, so obviously I fight very hard for, you know, anyone that fits under the umbrella. My parental guardian, however, is okay with it, but is not. So we have different differentiating views and things of that nature. Like for example, Euphoria. If you don't know the ep- go watch my episode on Euphoria. Go listen to it right now, right now, right now. Um Euphoria, the hit T V show. If you don't know what it is, man, be happy, but also at the same time, what are you doing with your life? Um, the one of the main characters, Jules, is trans and Jules does not from my mom or allegedly does not have her bottom surgery. Meaning she still has, you know, the bottom, the um, genitalia she was had at birth. 
to my parental guardian that um, Jules is still a man to me. And I, I've said this. Just because Jules does not have female genitalia does not mean that she is less of a woman or less of a man. She is a woman. She is a woman. She presents herself as such. She is as such. And we've had multiple arguments over that. And I've learned to give up. <laughs> I have learned to give up. I have learned to just stop arguing because they will never understand it. But my parental guardian loves the show Pose, which is very confusing. But anyway, um, just a lot of the things that we do now, they did not do back in their time. And, you know, they think like, and, and here's what I think. I think parents would be better off if they actually allowed their kids to speak. If they allowed their kids to voice their opinions, if they allowed their kids to do this, that, and the third, I think that our generation of parents would be well better off because the more they continue to silence us, continue to tell us, no, you can't do this, no, you can't do that, the more we are going to do it. Just because you were raised away as a kid does not mean that you have to raise your kids that because you are pushing your kid away than pushing your kid towards you. You are making your kids scared of you, not love you. And, you know, there are some kids out there that are like, oh, my parents don't abuse me. I mean, sure, my parents hit me, but they don't abuse me. And those kids are severely brainwashed. And when they grow older, they're going to realize what they went through was not parenting. It was abuse. It was abuse. And even though some cases of abuse, you know, it could be emotional abuse. It's not, you know, physical yet or it it has been or you know it's not as big as some whatever you're going through if your parents are verbally abusing you emotionally abusing you mentally abusing you it is still abuse it doesn't have to be physical for it to be abuse it is still abuse if they are calling you names and things like that and treating you like absolute dog shit that is very much abuse and if you don't know what the term emotional abuse is i will very much Oh, shit. Hold on, guys. Give me a minute. Okay. The term um, emotional abuse, well, what it is. Um, emotional abuse involves controlling another person by... Shit, my screen time. Sorry, guys. Emotional abuse involves controlling another person by using emotions to criticize, embarrass, shame, blame, or otherwise manipulate them. While most common in dating and married relationships, mental or emotional abuse can occur in any relationship, including among friends, family members, and co-workers. And if you don't know what, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone knows what verbal abuse is, but if you don't, I will read it out for you. Um, verbal abuse... Verbally, okay, verbal abuse is a type of emotional abuse. It's when someone uses their words to assault, dominate, ridic- ridicule, manipulate, and slash or degrade another person and negatively impact that person's psychological health. Verbal abuse is a means of controlling and maintaining power over another person. And then I'm, I'm going to read out mentally, uh, mental abuse anyway. Um... Well, it it's the same psychological. Okay, so it's the same thing. Mental abuse. My phone hates me, and, and you know, screen time hates me. But basically, as I was saying last time before, it cut out. Mental abuse, psychological abuse, and it's the same thing. And verbal abuse is a type of emotional abuse. Um, but 
yeah, I think I'm going to wrap this episode up. Um, Just, you know, parents, do better. <laughs> go to therapy. I mean, you, you know, your kids go to therapy. It's okay. Go to therapy. And I also want to say... I'm not saying you shouldn't discipline your kids. I'm not saying that at, 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 at all. There are some kids that need discipline, but you can discipline your kids without yelling at them or beating them up. There, You can do it without you needing to do that. Because it, it's not needed, and it honestly, it makes the whole situation worse. I mean, some people it doesn't, some people it does, but... In all honesty, you shouldn't ever put your hands on your kids, even if it makes the situation better. Even if it makes it worse, it makes the situation worse in general. I don't, no one should do that. Um, but I just, you know, wanted to say, I'm just going to wrap the episode up. Um, if you are being, you know, abused, you know, mentally, physically, verbally by anybody, a partner, your, your family member, anybody, your friend, um, please call, um, the National Domestic Violence Hotline at um, 800-799-7233, or you can text them, um, text START to 88-788. Um, you can chat with them or on the official website, and if you don't want to talk to them, my DMs um, um, for my the podcast at Humble Opinion is always open if you need to talk to me. Um, I will always try my best to give you um, advice, and I will try my best to get back to you. Um, But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry, it's been a minute. Um, Also, I said Happy New Year in the beginning of my episode. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's been so long, I didn't even know I made this in the New Year. Um, But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you learned some things. Um, next episode, I don't know when it's dropping. Like I said, my bio new episode drops whenever. But hopefully it will be in the next two weeks. I think my upload schedule, I think I'm going to do every two weeks, every three weeks. Um, so, yeah. Um, and I'll let you know if anything changes. Alright. Have a lovely day, night, evening. I love ya. Mwah.